Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG. I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialize in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affect your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you find it helpful, please leave a review so other women can get the same benefits. Let's start this episode. Hi there and welcome back. Uh, In this episode, I want to talk to you about something that a lot of women who um, are of, of you know, an age where they have their periods um, experience and that is iron deficiency um, interestingly enough when you go see a doctor and you say I'm tired I'm really tired um, iron deficiency is often a place that they go to fairly quickly and they may suggest that you take supplements um, Often the supplements can cause constipation and if you already have issues with your gut then that can be really really unpleasant. But it is a very common symptom that I see so iron deficiency or anemia. Um, but what um, there's a lot you can do with food to um, improve your iron absorption um, and to get a lot of iron from your food. What you need to know about iron deficiency is that it is often, it has a, an interesting connection with how long and how heavy your periods are. So when you have really long um, bleeds or very heavy bleeds, you lose a lot of iron, you lose a lot of blood and with that a lot of iron and as a result that often starts to lead into iron deficiency and when you have iron deficiency your bleeds become longer and heavier so it's that vicious cycle that you can get into and it's a a spiral not in the right direction so making sure that your iron levels are good is very very important and there's a couple of things that often get in the way Um, So one thing that I want to talk to you about is absorption. So when you have, whether that is a supplement or it is from food, when that iron gets to your gut, it needs to be absorbed. And that there are specific receptors in your gut wall that are designed to attach to iron and then it, it transports that through your gut wall into your bloodstream. Now, unfortunately, that receptor is not just for iron. So um, that those receptors that, that can grab iron also are receptors for calcium. So if you have, for example, a meal that has uh, food, food that has, is high in calcium and high in iron, or if you take a calcium supplement and an iron supplement, or you have a calcium supplement and you eat it with a meal that is high in iron, what happens is when those two nutrients come to enter your gut, they need to fight 
for the receptors. Um, and any receptor that is being used to grab onto calcium is not available to grab onto iron. So um, that means that you can you will only absorb a fraction of the available iron from um, either your food or your supplements. So that is um, that is obviously when you're trying to increase the iron levels in your blood is a is a tricky thing. So one thing that is really important to do is never have iron containing foods or supplements together with iron, uh, calcium containing foods. So if you take a um, uh, if you take an iron uh, calcium supplement and you then you should never eat that together with um, with a with a meal. So never take that with a meal that is potentially containing iron. So you need to wait uh, or you either take it an hour or an hour and a half before you have your meal or after, but never combine it. Um, the other thing um, is to not combine in a, in a meal, combine foods that are high in calcium and high in iron um, because then you um, you have that you know the battle for the receptors if you like um, so there's a lot of food there's a lot of foods that are high in iron um, let me stay with absorption for a moment there is something you can do to increase absorption in um, of iron and that is to eat iron rich foods or have iron supplements together with vitamin C. Uh, so vitamin C helps absorption of iron. Um, and so in by not having calcium together with iron, but having vitamin C together with iron, you can absolutely increase the amount of iron that you take, uh, that actually gets into your bloodstream. Um, so this is simple strategy that you can use to just optimize the absorption of the iron that is available. The other thing that you need to do is increase the iron that is available for absorption. Um, so foods are an important part of that. If you're severely anemic, then you will have to probably take a supplement. And I would, um, whoever provides you with that um, prescription, I would check that it's one that is easily absorbed, that is not causing too much um, uh, constipation. Uh, try not to take really high doses in one go, but spread it out a bit. Um, it is quite harsh on, on the gut and you can have some very uncomfortable um, side effects. So, but food should always play a really big part in getting your nutrients and getting your iron. So there's two types of iron. Um, there's there's iron, the kind of iron that you find in animal products, so in meat. Um, and then there's another form of iron that you find in plant-based foods. We are designed to be omnivores, right? So we uh, our whole body is designed to take some nutrients uh, better from certain foods and when it comes to iron our bodies are really honed into 
getting the majority of it from red meat and animal meat. So that kind of iron that we find in animal products and, and especially in, in uh, meat is, is a, the type of iron that is easily absorbed um, and is easily it is available for to go to work if you like. Um, the iron, type of iron that you can eat, uh, you can get from plant-based foods will also be absorbed but it's not quite ready to go straight to work if you like. So your body needs to do some extra steps um, and that means that the you know if you have like uh, a little bit the same amounts of iron uh, types of iron from both foods then what you get from the animal source, the meat source is uh, you get more of it and it goes to work quicker. So that's why it is often um, quite difficult if you are a vegetarian or a vegan to get the right amount of iron from your diet. Not impossible but it is more difficult and it, often it's you need to go um, also take a supplement if you're anemic um, to get your levels up to good uh, healthy levels. Um, so that's important to know that there's the different types of iron and it's just that our bodies are designed to take most of the iron we need from animal products. Um, and that doesn't mean that you have to eat enormous amounts of red meat. Um, in fact, that would kind of make some matters worse because um, especially red meat is inflammatory and so um, it is really helpful to have some red meat and I always um, say if you are not a vegan or vegetarian and you are anemic you do need to eat red meat um, uh, once or twice a week but it's really a small amount you only need about 50 grams and sorry I only know <laughs> the metric system so I don't really know what it's in ounces and stuff but um, and, and really you're looking for the size of the palm of your hand if you look at a piece of, of meat in as part of, of your dinner, um, it doesn't need to be a lot. And if you combine that small amount of meat with something that contains vitamin C, um, and there's lots of foods that contain vitamin C, uh, capsicum, or red peppers, depending on where you are, um, uh, tomatoes, uh, citrus, obviously, there's a lot of fruits that contain it. There's lots of foods that contain um, vitamin C. Um, so if you combine those two and you avoid calcium at that point in your diet, or at least a lot of calcium, then you will um, absorb the maximum amount of iron from your diet. And that's really going to make a huge difference in getting your levels back up. And once your levels are back up, making sure that they maintain that level. And I would expect if you um, are able to reverse your iron deficiency and you have long bleeds and heavy bleeds, that you would see those um, get more manageable. So slightly less heavy and slightly shorter. Um, and, and that overall will, again, then you're actually creating this cycle in the other direction. So, um, so just so know that 
tackling iron deficiency is absolutely doable with food. Um, know that you need you have receptors that that take two types of nutrients and you don't want to have calcium taking up space for iron so make sure that you have anything that contains calcium well before or well after a meal but never together with a meal that is high in iron um, if if you can eat red meat um, but uh, and things like chicken and fish also contain um, iron, so it's not just red meat, but red meat is obviously the um, the, high, the best source. Uh, or organ meat, if you are able to um, stomach that. Uh, and small amounts, small amounts, and add vitamin C containing foods to your diet, uh, to, to your meal, to make the absorption even better. Okay. I thought that was an important one to uh, tackle and I was surprised I hadn't spoken about it yet um, but iron deficiency is very common when you have endometriosis um, and definitely if you have long bleeds and heavy bleeds you will have very likely um, iron deficiency but you can do something about it with every meal that you eat if you just use some clever strategies. Right, that's it for now and I'll talk to you next time. Bye! One of the free resources that I have available to you is a three-part video series called How Diet Affects 15 Endometriosis Symptoms. In this series, you learn why inflammation is the engine of your endometriosis symptoms, how diet causes inflammation, and how diet affects 15 endometriosis symptoms. You can sign up for it. The link will be in the show notes. And when you've signed up, you will receive a daily email with a link to each of the videos.